You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Unto the Lord, for he is when Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. All of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. Go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646 646- Four seven eight zero six six zero. Go visit and like our Facebook page when Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also, be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, but praise God. Jesus came to set the captives free. Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth from relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to Change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay. 
just talking about a crisis. A crisis is different for everyone. No two people respond to a crisis the same. So guys, be be patient with people because what you may perceive what as a crisis may not be to someone else. But that's the individual process that a person goes through because you don't know what all they've gone through. And so maybe they have done without. And so when they look at and they have $500 in their account, they might consider that a crisis because they know what it was like not to have. And so they're anticipating the future with more than that. So just just want to make you mindful or, or allow you to get an understanding of what is a crisis to one person might not be to another. And just be patient with people as they process their own crisis. And because that, that's extremely important, because I'm, I'm telling you. But one of the things that I want to add to what I'm talking about is when the word says that God takes us from glory to glory, then we need to understand that when we think we are at our end, there's always another step and it's called glory. So God has already prepared us for the next step that we are not aware that we need to have it or that it is in reserve until that situation comes up and you're able to take the next step. And that step is a step of power. That step is a part of a reserve. It's a place where we go to when we, we are needed and a situation arrives where we don't think we have enough in us to go to that level. And so you don't know until it's time to process it. You don't know until that situation actually comes up and you have to step into that place. So I just want to encourage you tonight that there is always more to you, there's more to us than what we think is there until it's needed. And that's what's called faith. Okay. So steps in a crisis. So what I'm looking at tonight is I wanted to take us to a place where we actually process the steps that I have, which is, do I want to live or not? Number two, focus on what I have. Three, access quickly what I don't have. Four, now I switched four and five up. Number four, I'm now saying seek and do. That's where you're looking at the word, seeking to find out what the word says and doing whatever it tells you to do then you do that. So seek and do, find the word and then do what it says. And then last was number five is now move. Cause the Bible tells us now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. What faith is it? It's now faith. It's time to move because if we look through scripture, what we'll find out that there was always a part that man played in the miraculous move of God. And that's when man moved then God saw that is a move of faith. Remember when he told Israel to march around Jericho and just told them to continue to march and then they were to shout out. So it appeared as a stupid move. The enemy looking over the walls at them marching around, not saying anything to each other, but being silent the way God told them to. But God saw that as a move of faith, that these people are willing to do what I say and now they will get the consequence or the rewards of what I have promised. And the walls came down. But the difference is, as they have done research, the research shows that the walls didn't fall down like that. The walls literally sucked into the ground. I mean, just it's as if something was opening and the walls just laid 
and into the ground if they were swallowed up. But whenever he told us something, it was always somewhere in that faith was a move. Okay, so you just, just got, when was the last, what is the move you know you need to take that God is telling you to do? Because there's always a part that we play in what God has shared with us to do. And that doing is our faith and operation. So I'm going to talk tonight about a relationship crisis by using those steps. So in Romans chapter 12, verse 18, in the Amplified, it says this. Now, I want you to listen real close. <laughs> if possible, I'm going to read it out first. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So if it says if possible, then in certain situations, it might not be possible. Before it depends on you. I mean, you. there are two common denominators in a relationship, in any relationship, you and them. So he's saying, I want you to take a look at yourself as much as you can do. Live at peace with everyone. So what is something, I see Michelle grinning back there. So what is something you need to do to live at peace with a crisis relationship that you face? Now, this does not necessarily mean that that relationship will be mended or brought back together, but at least you can say to yourself, I did the best that I could. I loved the best that I could. I forgave the best that I could. So what was the, what was the thing that you were not willing to forgive? So number one, so I'm going through the stages. So I'm dealing with an actual decision that a person needs to make in a relationship. Let's say in this one, now I got it in two sets. I got the first set is where I'm talking about you made a decision that you wanted the relationship to work. Okay. And this could be friendships. This could be marriages. This could be a multitude. Uh, what's that word, Jazz? Use a plethora. <laughs> this could be a plethora of different examples. So number one, do I want to live or not? And what I am saying about this component is, do I want the relationship to work? If you do, then the first step in this process is you have to forgive. Forgiveness is the first place. When I decide or you decide that I want this relationship to work, the first place you have to go to is you have to walk in forgiveness. And I don't care who you are. If you come to me for counseling, one of the first things we're going to do is we're going to forgive. If you're coming there because you are dealing with a crisis, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to forgive yourself. Because when we get to the place where we are calling ourselves stupid, dumb, I should have never made that mistake. That's the worst mistake I ever made. It's telling me that we haven't forgiven ourselves. So how do you live with someone that you're in unforgiveness towards and it's you? I mean, that that is, you, you, you know... Um, the, the the gentleman, let's see, how I, I want to put this. And he ended up cutting himself. You know, it's, it's in scripture. And, and God ended up, and Jesus ended up driving the uh, demons out of him and driving them into the, um, what was it, the, the pigs. And they ended up going going over the the, uh, the edge of the, the cliff and, and being drowned. But this is something that I was thinking about. He was cutting and hurting himself when he saw people. That's how they knew that he did those things. 
But what people didn't see is when he went in the cave that he stayed where he lived, he continued to cut himself. You know, and we're talking about with, with a rock, with, you know, that, that he sort of like etched it to where it was a blade. So no one saw him continuing to cut himself after he left their presence. But how many ways are we cutting ourselves when we are not in someone's presence? I mean, that's something real to think about. And that, that occurred to me this, this week. It's like, how many people have that face that they're showing like everything is great and, and, and then they go home and they cut themselves? And to some, that's a, a literal sense, but in some, it is, it is letting us know that there are problems going on that a person can't talk about. And in this relationship, one with yourself and one with others, you got to start out with forgiveness. Father, in the name of Jesus, I forgive myself for calling me, calling me stupid, dumb. Um, um, I can never get it right. You got to forgive yourself because no one, you are with you all the time. Matter, yeah, I'm going to take a vacation. Well, well, if you're angry with yourself, who, who are you taking it with? You're taking it with you. So when you make a decision that I want to live, or you make a decision I want to live in this relationship, then the first thing you got to do is forgive. The second thing is, is consistent forgiveness. Everything that comes up, you want to make sure that if you're getting a negative emotion attached to it, you want to process that emotion. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? Who do I need to forgive? And it is just as that it doesn't have to be difficult. I mean, consider forgiveness. Be consistent with forgiveness. Don't wait for five days. Something happens and you wait for five days before you forgive. Because every day that you are not walking in forgiveness, those thoughts are multiplying against you or against that relationship. First, somebody gave you something, you know, you, you say, my husband never gives me anything. And he gives you a gift. And then, but it wasn't exactly what you wanted. But it was close enough. It was a gift. Can you forgive him for not talking to you about what he gave you? Can you? Could, would you be able to focus on that? The fact that something was given. Number two. Okay, go ahead. That's a good question. Go ahead. Um, um, no questions. But um, Will says it's hard for him to admit that he doesn't know what to do sometimes, uh -huh. but he's realizing now that that's okay. Okay. Right. And Wayne says that he thinks that you cut yourself by reliving your mistakes. Ooh, that's that's a good example. Yeah. And 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 that's what I'm saying about and especially men. We we special. Y'all y'all know that. Y'all know that in advance. We special. So, you know, we were raised in a culture where we couldn't show our emotions, we couldn't feel, we tough, nothing ever bothers us and 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 then you end up with high blood pressure, a, a whole bunch of stuff. Okay? So just forgive yourself. You know, if you make a mistake, just forgive yourself. And I know that seems, how would I forgive myself? Because who are you with? <laughs> what are you thinking about? Number two, focus on what I have. What does that look like? What am I grateful for? If we're talking about a relationship, because that's what I'm talking about, a relationship with either yourself or others, you know, you might have a friendship. That's considered a relationship. You might have interaction with people that you spend time with. That's considered a relationship. But when that goes, when a crisis kicks in for that, what are you willing to look at? What are you grateful for? Are you grateful for the fact that that person and you are together? 
Are you grateful for the fact that there are times where situations go on, but you are able to talk through them? Excuse me, instead of going quiet on each other and you sleep on one side of the bed, they sleep on the other side of the bed. Are you grateful enough where you can say that you are sorry? You know, maybe I overlooked, maybe I reacted too quick. Maybe I said things that were not necessary. What am I grateful for? I'm grateful for the fact that my wife can forgive me when I make a mistake. I'm grateful for that I have a place that I can come home to and I can relax and enjoy company. When you look at that person that you made a decision that I want this relationship to work, what can you be grateful for about them? And how do we know that you can be grateful? It's because you chose them. So at one point, we saw something in that person or in that relationship that we wanted to make it a part of us. So I'm going to ask you, put it in the chat section. In the relationships, this is not whether if you're married, that's fine. If you're not married, that's fine. But what are you grateful for in the relationship you chose to stay in? And just put it in the chat section because Michelle waiting on you. To, okay, I got one. You got one. We got two already. Okay, see y'all. Home. I have two. Okay, what do we have? Will here? says I'm grateful that I have such a great wife and daughter. Okay. And Nicole says that she's grateful that God understands her tears and her. Okay, awesome. Okay, thanks, guys. Express your gratefulness daily. Okay? So in your relationships, even in, with your coworkers, you can tell them, hey, you know, I'm grateful for how, you know, I needed help with this paper that, that was due or this presentation and how you laid aside certain things and you came out and you helped me. Be grateful daily because what it does is it causes you to think different. Instead of seeing how someone did. So it might have been four people that didn't help, but one person did. So can I be grateful for that one that did? And if I focus on them instead of the rest, (laughs) then it's a level of peace because my mindset shifts. Your mindset will shift if you're in a relationship where you used to condemn, put down, or even not even say thank you. And that's one component you never grow out of. You never grow out of any, any relationship you're in for saying thank you. Because it says something. It says that I'm thankful for you taking the time, the effort to to give me something that I needed. And some are basically in relationships so well and they're so grateful that you don't even have to ask for something. Honey, can you give me some water? They'll see you need water. And they'll just hand it to you. Invest in a relationship. We invest in everything. We invest in fitness. We invest in the iPads, iPods, uh, the latest technology. We invest in that, but when you say that you want the relationship to last, you need to invest in it. And what does investment mean mean to you? Uh, if it's the book that I can read that will help me understand a type of relationship, am I willing to do that? If it's a workshop that's available, am I willing to take the workshop? Because we'll do it for our cars, our bikes, and, and what else we'll do it for, guys? What else will we do it for? Y'all, y'all let Michelle know in the chat set. Whatever, whatever we are willing to invest in. We're willing to invest in education to get smarter, to get a better career, a better job. But what about our relationships? And that component of investing, investing, what I mean also is time. Invest time in a relationship. When you come in, greet your spouse. When you when you're going, you know, when you have relationships, friendships, let's go out to eat sometime. And let them choose. 
this closely. You might not like what, what, what's some food that some people don't they don't agree. Chinese food. Chinese food. You might not like Chinese food, but will it hurt you? Because we're investing in a relationship. Because nine times out of ten, they always go to the places that you always say you want to go to. But this time, don't let it be one time a year. Let them decide where they want to eat, and you be willing to pay for it. <laughs> How else <laughs> are you investing in your relationships? Is, if it, you want to go to the movies, do you always have to see your type of movie? Are you giving them time alone? You can tell when people are tired, man. Just give them some time alone. Hey, you know, um, do you want to go get a pedicure, manicure? I'll drop you off and you go ahead by yourself and just give me a call when you're ready for me to pick you up. Sometimes people just need downtime so that they can debrief themselves. I know that's pretty strange, but sometimes you need to debrief yourself, man. And when you invest in relationships, you care about how you look. Physically, okay? Emotionally? Do you get your hair cut? Do, 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 do you make yourself up? Do you put on different clothes? Do you wear the same clothes five days? Just because you're at home and it, and it was a pandemic that was manifest. Can, can you just change your clothes once every other day? <laughs> if you're investing in a relationship, you care how you look. What about vacations? Taking some time away. Remember, guys, I'm not just talking about America. Friends can go on vacation together. Is it okay? What about dates? You know, when you go on, when you first met, did you go on? I mean, you talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Sometimes now when you go on dates, they do all the talking. You, you don't get a chance to say anything. But at least pay attention <laughs> to tell yourself, what I'm going to focus on what I have. I have a person who talks all the time. So remember, number one, we was talking about being grateful. So focus on the fact, you know, they have something to say. They say, I have something that I can listen to. <laughs> Stop, Michelle. <laughs> number three, I access quickly what I don't have. And I use the word quickly. It's because if you stay there, you're going to start pulling up things that hurt you. So, for example, this is the ultimate when I say access quickly what you don't have, I want us to start with ourselves. So access ourselves in a crisis first. What part did I play in that? What is my nickel in the dime? And then notice a nickel is, is half of the dime. So the relationship might be having some challenges, but what part am I playing in it? What is my nickel in the dime? And, and, and guys, let us know. What is your nickel in the in the dime of the relationship challenges that you have faced? And what I would like for you to look at, if, if you're honest about it, is that nickel consistent in other relationships? So you might have you might be married and there's a nickel in that dime. It might be jealousy or it might be uh, I got to have it my way. Is that relationship is that? Nickel consistent in other relationships, like your work relationships, like your children relationships, like your friendships. But you, all you got to do is access. What is my nickel in the dime? Is it my way or else? So I'm going to give you some examples and, and you can jump in on these if you want to. Is it my way or else? If you don't do it my way, then we, I'm just not going. If you don't do it my way, then I'm not going to eat the meal that you cook. 
If you don't do it my way, then I'm not uh, I'm not going with you anymore. I'm 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 driving my own car. If you you don't do it my way, then the friendship is over. Is it? Are you demanding? Is your nickel being demanding? We got to be in the car by twelve o'clock in order to go to this movie at two. Uh, the movie's only fifteen minutes away. But anyway, do you have a temper? Do you have a temper? You know, when we access and we're looking at ourselves, us being the nickel and the dime. Do you have a temper? Do you are you mad about everything? You know, somebody you only have five rows and somebody took the last one, but you had already ate three. It was only two left. Are you patient? And that's a real question. Are you patient? Because guys, people don't like being around people that are impatient because it seems small, but to someone else who is stuck on being, you know, not being patient, then it causes you to feel a certain way. People like being around people that causes them to relax and not be judged. (laughs) This is why children are even Children even know that. They might not be able to talk. Troy might not uh, be, be talking yet. But I tell you what, Troy knows the difference between who is fun and exciting, who wants him around, and who doesn't. Are you a blamer? Do you blame everybody? I'm, I'm just talking about the nickel and the dime. Do you blame everybody? It's always their fault. It's never your fault. You had the checkbook or you had the credit card and you overspent. But how is it my fault? Do you live in forgiveness, unforgiveness? I'm just talking about the nickel and the dime when you say you want this relationship to work. Sierra, what you got? Nicole says having unspoken expectations and getting stuck once disappointed. Okay. And Wayne says lack of sensitivity to others. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. So then, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you to ask the Holy Spirit. See, see how this works? Because we got a relationship. So I want to find out what's our nickel and the dime. Y'all ready? So repeat after me, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. What is my blind spot? What is my blind spot? In relationships. In relationships. And it, and it talks fast. So just, just let, let me share, know what are the blind spots in your relationships? And so <laughs> the reason we prayed is because if they're blind, that means we can't see them. <laughs> but if you ask the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, who is the guide, he will show you what those blind spots are. Okay? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> so, access, access quickly what I don't have. And this is one step that I want you to do while I'm waiting on you to, to get me back about those blind spots because I know the Holy Spirit is always teaching us something. Ask for God's compassion when you are accessing them. So, when you're looking at someone else, Ask for God's compassion when you start to look at challenges that you face in relationship. So you're going to start praying for that relationship. Start praying for those people that you are involved in. Because you want to ask yourself, what do I see? And this is the component. What do I choose to see? That's a smack on the top of the head right there. What do I choose to see? Do I always see everything they do wrong? But you're asking God to give you compassion when you start to access what they are doing. What do you choose to see? 
So I'm gonna go ahead and stop. Michelle, had to give you any data yet? Um, Corey says um, communication effectively, and I have the right to be in the discussion. Okay. All right. Okay. Appreciate y'all. Oh, and Shara says judgmental. Judgmental. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, Wayne says excusing other people's bad behavior. Excusing them. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you in advance for showing us our blind spots. Because other people have tried to share them, but we wasn't ready to listen or to do anything about it. But we were mature enough where we could ask you, and you gave it to us in such a way we could receive it. So we thank you in advance that we are standing at a place, the valley of decision, when you showed us those areas. And we have within us, through you, the ability to give those things away. And so, Father, I take it out of my heart and I release it to you right now in Jesus' name, the things that you showed me about me and the things others are seeing about themselves so that we can walk in a level of freedom that cannot be used against us. We thank you that because we are free, there's a difference in our step, there's a difference in our talk, there's a difference in our relationship, there's a difference in our rest, and there's a difference in how we judge we no longer need to judge in order to have power. 99% of the time, people want to judge others so that they can be above them. But because that blind spot has been revealed, we no longer need that in order to have the power that we thought we needed because the power comes from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866 333 9505